Welcome to Miked Up Sports, the show that gives people in sports an unfiltered platform to share their stories. If you want to help us tell more stories, check us out at patreon.com slash television, paypal.me slash television, or on Cash App at television. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. If you follow Minnesota basketball news, recently the Minnesota Golden Gophers women's basketball team added a couple of verbals. They can't sign their NLIs just yet. They've got to wait another year. But in a couple of years, you will see two locals wear the maroon and gold. We have them here with us because in one of the articles highlighting their commitments, it was stated that they didn't know each other that well. So we thought, let's change that and give everyone an opportunity to get to know these fine, outstanding athletes and citizens. We have Mallory Heyer from Chaska and Nia Holloway from Eden Prairie. Both are juniors and the two have known each other as section rivals and AAU rivals. In a couple of years, you'll be teammates. So Mallory and Nia, thanks for coming on and adding to this surrealism in a sense, you know, one of the meetings you had, I attended as a spectator, was the section final last uh, February, I believe, or no, March, you know, Chaska and Eden Prairie. And so I'm curious, do you recall the first time the two of you played against each other and, you know, to reflect on that moment where the two of you were fighting for a spot in the state tournament and, you know, we could see that again this winter and next season, but knowing that, that rivalry takes a different tone. Just what do you make of it? And how cool is it that, you know, you get to play against somebody who's going to be uh, one of your friends in the trenches? Um, I don't think I can remember the first time I played against Mallory. Uh, it was probably a long time ago, like seventh grade or something like that. I'm sure. Um, I played for Metro Stars and she played for Fury and we got destroyed. (laughs) Um, But just now like being able to like play against each other and knowing that we're going to be like teammates in the future is super cool. And it'll make the game a lot more fun. I think just to be able to go against each other. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Just like knowing that we're going to be teammates in the future will be really fun. And I mean, I'm sure we'll play against each other this year again um, in sections and yeah, in the upcoming years too. So that'll just be fun. Yeah, to have that connection. What do you think those pregame or postgame conversations are going to be like uh, the next time Chaska and Eden Prairie face off? Well, um, I'm sure it'll be some some healthy trash talk. <laughs> um, obviously, both of us want to win. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I'm a very competitive person. So, I mean, like, on the floor, get down to business. But, I mean, off the court, obviously, yeah. I'm sure there'll be some talk or something like that. But, yeah, always support, though. So, And even if you don't remember the first time you two played against each other, you know, what do you remember? It's like, what is it that stood out, Nia, for you? What is it about Mallory that stands out and vice versa where – the two of you have played against each other for a while. And what do you look forward to most when you do have to go up against each other? Um, I think for me, just um, like, I feel like our games are really similar and it's, it's always changing. So it's like, there's always going to be something new when I'm guarding Mallory. Like I, it's never going to be, it's never going to be boring. Like I'm always going to have a challenge. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I guess we're like both still improving and stuff like that. Um, but at least for like Nia, like she has the hops. Like that's always something that <laughs> me like think about. Like we're like she can literally jump out of the gym. So you just never know. Like you got to get your shot off before she blocks it. So <laughs> yeah, Mallory, you have a good point. I saw a video. Nia can touch the rim, so it may not be long before we have a, a Brittany Griner at home here. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, Mallory, are you working on your vertical? Um, yeah, I would say, I would say so. Um, I guess like volleyball really helps me with that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nia might have to teach me, so <laughs> teach me some tips. 
Well, I was going to say, because you never know, you know, Nia might throw up a layup or a short range shot and it goes off or fires a mid range and you might have to go up and get a putback slam in there. So, <laughs> yep. you know, you, you never know yep. when Nia might need it. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the Star Tribune article, which discussed the return of in-state recruiting, something that hadn't happened in some time at Minnesota, you noted that the two of you didn't know each other that well outside of playing against each other in games. You've spent the last few days getting the chance to know each other, get acclimated, sending messages. So what have you learned about yourselves and what have you enjoyed most about this newfound friendship? Um, I think I can appreciate that um, we're really similar. <laughs> um, I think just like as we get to know each other more, it'll just be really fun to see what we can learn about each other and find like new similarities and stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say we kind of have the same sense of humor. At least that's what I kind of get from like texting. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be super fun just to like build that relationship. And yeah, have it kind of established before we even go into college, so yeah. What is the most interesting fact you've learned about the other here? You know, Mallory for Nia, Nia for Mallory. What is the most interesting, unusual, or fun fact that you've learned in this short time you've had? <laughs> you want to go first? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't really know. I mean, we don't really like know that much, I would say, because we've only been texting for like a couple days. But yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I would just say the hops. That's what I've always thought. <laughs> um, I would I have know. to say that she's cold at volleyball. I remember <laughs> a last year. Oh yeah, I remember the section game when you were there. Yeah, last year they played Eden Prairie and so a lot of my friends are volleyball players and um <laughs> they played Eden Prairie. And she was killing them. <laughs> like, it was a really, really even game. But yeah. um, it was good. She had a, you had a lot of kills that game. I was like, oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. I can attest to that, Nia. I was at the Chaska St. Louis Park game on Thursday. And well, Mallory didn't have to do it all by herself. She has a couple of uh, solid teammates. She has that ace in the hole in Briar Zemer and Hannah Thompson who can <laughs> fire them off with the same velocity. But I was watching it and I'm going, like, if you didn't go to basketball, Mallory, I think you would have had a path in volleyball uh, just based on what I saw from you. So, uh, it, it, and it's fun to see athletes kind of outside, I'm going to say their comfort zone, but. I think Mia, you can attest to this because you also take up track when you're not doing basketball. Of course, you, know, you had to put that on pause last spring, but I remember Mallory, you telling me how it's fun to play a sport where you don't have to worry about rankings or records or what the future is going to be like or how it's going to translate to the college level. And Mia, I imagine you get the same reaction or feeling when you take up track. Yeah, I definitely... I've been doing track for a long time. Like my mom's a track coach. So I've just been doing it for a long time. And it's just so fun. Like the people to be around and it's like meet days are so fun because it's like you get out of school early and then you don't get home till late. And it's just really fun environment. And I love that. It's just like, it's really just for fun. And it's just, yeah, it's making me better. It's making me quicker and stuff like that, but it's a lot of fun. So I love to do it. So how would you settle, because you've already gone up against each other, so one-on-one you know, -on -one probably wouldn't answer anything, but with Mallory's background in volleyball, your background in track, how do you think that could settle a debate or a rivalry or a, you know, just a friendly if the two of you were to uh, square off with your athleticism? Um, I don't know. I feel like it'd be really evenly matched, to be honest. <laughs> Like Mallory is probably a little bit taller than me. Um, our <laughs> quickness is close to the same and everything. So I think it would be really even. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So you're saying Mallory would be a good teammate on the relays or the sprints that you do? Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love to run, though. That's like something I love to do. So, yeah. Well, maybe. So the two of you will fit right in. I could see it now. Uh, just uh, <laughs> there'll be some sprinting or the suicides. It's like, oh, you two will be relishing that then. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for those. <laughs> so, if you don't mind, do you recall the first time you got into basketball, the first memory, what got you into the sport? We kind of spoke about, you know, the first impression you had of each other. When did you start showing interest in basketball and what led you to take up the sport as much as you do? Um, I started playing basketball like ever since I was like in kindergarten and I've been playing since then, but um, just throughout like all like my grade years or whatever, um, like in third and fourth grade, I played on a boys team, which was really fun because it was super competitive and it, it really toughened me up a lot. So that was a lot of fun. And then just as I got older, like I always like set goals that I knew that I was wanting to achieve. And um, so far I've achieved all of them that I have up until now. So I think that's just what really keeps me going is just the goals that I set. Um, I would say for me, like growing up, I was did gymnastics. So I wasn't big into basketball until fifth grade. I think I started playing traveling. So yeah, I did that for two years and then I just ended up playing high school in seventh grade. So it was kind of like a quick turnaround for me from gymnastics to right into basketball. But I don't know, once I started playing basketball, I absolutely loved it. And I knew like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to play it in college. So I just went from there and never stopped working. And yeah, I'm excited for the future, so. So Nia, if you don't mind, uh, what are some of those goals that you've accomplished and what are some of the future goals uh, that you have set for yourself? Um, I think some of my earliest goals were like, like even when I was younger, um, cause I didn't play travel until that I was in sixth grade, but I only played for two years. I only played sixth and seventh grade. And when I was in eighth grade, my goal was to make JV varsity, which I did. And then, um, my goal, one of my goals was to touch the rim, um, which I can do now. Um, my one of my biggest goals was I actually had it set since I was really young was just to get a basketball scholarship because um, that was just so important for me just to be able to go to school doing what I love and not having to pay for it so um, that's what I that was probably my biggest goal and then committing was really a big goal for me and now it's probably just getting better and being able to improve throughout all these years that I play at Minnesota and um, really help hoping to lead them to, cause I really want to like get to an NCAA tournament. I want to get to like a big 10 championship. I want to get all those places. And the reason I asked, it has partly to do with the fact of how I've gotten to know the two of you and your families. And we go back and forth since I first encountered you guys as freshmen. I remember Mallory and that game winner against Farmington at the Fury tip-off, or not the Fury tip-off, the MLK Classic at St. Catherine, and I remember seeing you for the first time, Nia, when you paid a visit to Stillwater, and I just remember you had, of course, the look about you with the goggles and the, the ponytail. It's like there was no way I couldn't recognize you on the floor, and of course, now I recognize you for a completely different reason, but uh, some of the stories I've heard I guess one of the other goals, Nia, is that you, you wanted to have some height or some vertical. And you know, I was told a while back that it led you to avoid any carbonated beverages. So, <laughs> and, and I, it's amusing, but it, it it's amusing when you know you hear all the stories, and I'm sure the two of you can relate with you know being tall female athletes getting all of the flack that sometimes comes with it. So, Nia, you know, what led you to grow up and say, "I want to be this tall." athletic personality um <laughs> I don't really know I think it was just I watched a lot of basketball when I was younger and I just saw like all the like great athletes growing up and I was like well I want to be them I want to be somebody that somebody else looks up to and I think um my little siblings they I just want them to look up to me like that even if I'm not like the sport that they do or something like that I just want them to see that and I think that would be really cool and Mallory, you noted that you did gymnastics and then moved to basketball in seventh grade. But growing up, you know, did you follow the sport? Did you have any idols or role models or like people that got you to watch games? Um, I think 
I mean, I watched like basketball here and there when I was younger, obviously I played like in-house. Um, I was just more of an into gymnastics at that point, but I usually like my parents would take me, take me to Lynx games and gopher games. So, I mean, I've always like went and I watched Lindsay play um, for the Lynx, which was awesome to watch her. And now that she's been my coach is amazing. But yeah, my parents would take me to games. Um, I remember I spent like my birthday party at a gopher's game. I think it was a volleyball one, but still a gopher's game um, <laughs> when I was younger. So, I mean, I've always been a huge gopher fan and yeah. Hey, the volleyball games are just as fun. I still have memories of Minnesota, Nebraska, number one and number two, sold out PAV, going to five sets. So mm-hmm. you can't go wrong either way. Yeah. And so just growing up, what would you say were the biggest challenges as athletes or even just with your stature? Because I get this a lot you know, with you know, taller athletes. They say you know it could be harder to find uh, clothes that would fit, shoes that would fit. Sometimes you deal with the, you know, how's the air up there kind of uh, one-liners, if you know what I mean. It, was that ever something you two encountered or how has that experience gone for you? Um, the shoes is definitely something that I've struggled with. Um, I think when I was younger, I would, every single year that I would turn like on my birthday, like if I was nine, then I'd wear a men's nine and if I was 10 then I wear men's 10 and thankfully that stopped when I was 13 <laughs> so um now I still just wear a lot of men's shoes <laughs> because I wear a 13 and I guess I wish I was a little bit taller so <laughs> that it would make sense that um my arms are so long my shoes are so big and all that kind of stuff but other than that not really because I think I started evening out with the rest of the girls in my grade so they're like, I'm like tall, but like, they're like taller people, you know? For me, I guess, um, ever since I was like young, I've always been like huge. Like I was way too tall to do, to do gymnastics anymore. And like, I've always been taller than my friends. So I guess I've kind of just got get, gotten used to it. Um, I used to not really like it that much when I was younger, but now I, I love it. I love being tall. Um, it helps so much with sports and yeah, sometimes like clothes are hard to find, at least for me, like pants are usually hard to find tops I'm fine with but and my feet aren't as big as Nia's so I wear wear like an I wear like an 11 in women so my feet aren't that big but yeah I shoes are easy to find for me it's just usually the pants are kind of hard well the I I I think it is thankful that you stopped considering that today is your 17th birthday so uh that could have been really awkward if that were still a thing yes (laughs) Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And so, Dia, how do you celebrate your birthdays knowing that it comes the day after Halloween? So I imagine when you're younger, you know, you would get that Halloween sugar rush and I don't know how it works for you, but uh, how do birthdays go in the Holloway household with uh, you knowing you get the Halloween candies, (laughs) at least when you're younger, and then you got to look forward to another celebration the next day? Um, I usually, like especially like as I started getting older instead of like trick-or-treating and stuff and like the twins my younger siblings they don't really trick-or-treat like that so we just like handed out candy to like the kids and stuff like that and so that was nice because um when it comes to chocolate I can't really control myself that well so I had an early birthday present and then like sometimes when I was younger when my dad had to like work on whatever day my birthday was we would celebrate it on Halloween which that was fun sometimes. And then usually we go to like Red Robins every year, but we can't do that right now because they don't let people sit in. So I think I'm just, I think I'm having like breakfast for dinner or something. (laughs) So yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And Mallory, do you have any uh, cravings or like foods or favorite treats, whatever that uh, you indulge on? Um, Honestly, I'm not a picky eater. I will eat absolutely anything so I love all sweets all types of food um I love chocolate too chocolate candy big sweet person for me so yeah honestly I I love everything pasta is probably my favorite food though um yeah I eat a lot of pasta so do you have a favorite candy or chocolate and you both of you feel free to answer this um I don't think so I don't like nuts at all so as long as it's chocolate and it has no nuts in it I'll eat it probably <laughs> my favorite candy probably like chalk on the chocolate side would be like Twix or Kit Kat 
And then um, for like sweets, I like Sour Patch Kids and yeah, Mike and Ike's. So, yeah. And for me, it's hard to decide because I like them all and that's why I try to avoid them because when you get older, you, your metabolism slows down a little bit and you got to watch yourself a little more. Uh, but to go back to a prior point, it sounds like you know, the two of you are comfortable with who you are. And I get that a lot. Of course, it doesn't bother me when I'm looking up at athletes. There's a couple of times where I'll do post-game interviews. And if usually if it's like a forward or a center, they'll set up a row below me. And I'm like, no, come on, you know, come up. I don't care if I look short <laughs> uh, because I don't want them to feel scared or afraid or reluctant about who they are. So was there a point where the two of you just came to terms with it? Or is that something you just grew up to accept uh, from a young age? It's just something that I'm curious. And I think, you know, others who may have aspirations, you know, you talked about being a role model. I'm sure Mallory, you're going to get uh, a lot of people looking up to you at Chaska. So what point did you become comfortable with, you know, who you are, your bodies? Um, I think for me, I've always wanted to be tall. Like you brought up earlier that um, when I was younger, I stopped drinking soda because somebody told me that it would make me short. So um, even though that wasn't true, I didn't drink soda. And I still don't drink soda, but um, I've always, like when I was younger, I always, I wanted to be six, eight because I saw like Brittany Griner and she was so tall. I was like, I want to be that tall. Um, sadly, I never got to six, eight, but um I, I think I've always just, just, I see like younger girls now that are like me that are probably really tall for their grade right now, like my little sister's basketball team. And I really like, I really like tend to flock towards more of those kinds of girls because it is kind of hard when you're like the tallest in your grade. And it's like when you're in elementary school and you're always in the back of the line or always in the back of pictures and stuff like that. And so I, I just want to be like, I want to be there for those girls. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, honestly, like I completely love being tall and I love being around tall people too. I think it's like super fun, especially like all my friends are super short. Like they're not even above like, like five, five. So for me, like in, my, in pictures, I look like huge, but it's gonna be so fun. Like when I go to college and I'm able to like play with taller girls um, just to, yeah, be able to like take pictures and stuff and not look like huge. So yeah, I love being tall though. I feel like it helps out with a lot of, um, obviously in sports and other aspects of life, like just, yeah. Mallory, do you have a little fun then with your teammates in volleyball and basketball? Because I've, you know, I've gotten to know the basketball team a little bit mm -hmm. over the last couple of years, and I got to see your volleyball team for the first time. Uh, but it sounds like you have a little fun with them if you're the towering figure on both of those rosters. Yeah, honestly, we have so much fun. Like both of the teams I'm on, I've always been on like teams where we've all been like super close. So that's like really important to me to have like close friends on my team. Um, yeah, we have so much fun. Like my volleyball team, some of us, we carved pumpkins the other night together. And like, yeah, we always hang out outside of um, sports, which is like super fun to be able to be friends on and off the court. Now you spoke of your history as far as watching games with college of the WNBA. And I know Nia, you and your family, big WNBA fans. So who are the players you looked up to? Of course, you mentioned Lindsay Whalen and, you know, who didn't see her play. She was the one who got me into women's basketball with her final four run with the Gophers. But who are some of the players that you looked up to in the WNBA or college or just any, anyone when you settled on basketball and decided, let's see if I can go somewhere with this? Um, I think I, I always looked up to Lisa Leslie just because goodness she's Lisa Leslie she's the first woman to dunk um and she's had so many impressive games and I like going back and watching those and also like Tisha Penichiro because her passing is so amazing and I'm not quite there yet but <laughs> um I think I always like to look up to players that have something that I don't <laughs> and um I think just her passing is just something that I can really really try to get better at And Mallory, uh, who are the players that you idolized? Um, well, when I was younger, I used to watch the links a lot. So I looked up to Sylvia Fowles just because she was such an aggressive forward. And I always aspired to be like her. 
And then um, now, like, kind of like recently, I guess, um, Megan Gustafson from Iowa. Um, I actually got to know her pretty well. And she, yeah, she was a great player, um, was able to finish with both hands around the basket. Obviously, she was, like, taller than me and a little bit bigger. But, um, yeah, she ran the floor super well. And then um, also, also Ashley Jones from Iowa State. Um, I just thought she was an amazing kind of, like, forward guard. And I've always wanted to be like her because she made such an impact or she's making an impact there. So, well, Mallory, you have to remember these were athletes that were already playing college in the pros. So you two have a couple of years yet. So, you know, don't uh, sell yourself short just yet. You'll grow into that. And one day you'll be the ones finishing at the rim and dunking. And in Nia's case, <laughs> passing, I could see her now drive and kick or <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, what kind of response have the two of you received? Of course, you know, your friends, family, uh, all the locals were excited to hear that you're going to Minnesota, but you know, you talked about wanting to be an inspiration and a leader for your younger siblings and Mallory, I'm sure, you know, you growing up in Chaska, you heard about Courtney Boylan uh, all those years ago. And, you know, now you and Kennedy Sanders and Kaylee Van Epps are going to, you know, add your names to that list, whatever happens in Chaska basketball. What kind of reaction, what kind of response have you received from the, the communities and how do you think that will help feed into your role, not only as athletes, but as future leaders? Um, it's been, it's been really cool, actually. They're like people that I like have no idea who they are. They're like, oh, hi, I've been following Gobers Women Basketball for a long time. I just want to say congrats. They're excited to watch you. And I think that's so cool because they're like following and like people want to see like home talent like go like stay home because then it's just so much more fun to like follow them through the years and stuff and it's been like overwhelming kind of but like in a good way like it's just so much and I think it's really cool yeah I would totally agree with that it's been so fun like obviously my family and friends are super excited but also like people I've never talked to before like reaching out and like can't wait to watch me play like at home and stay home. So yeah, I'm just really excited and excited for the future of the program too. I think we can do some big things. So. Yeah. Well, I know you two are going to make it a little harder on me because I cover the high school circuits and I've already had a couple of players ask me, are you going to come to our games this year? It's like, uh, well, let's see what happens, but now I'm going to have some connections at Minnesota. And so like, what's going to happen when there's a night where you have some big, prep game or the Govers have a big game. So I, I don't know why the two of you had to make it so hard on me, but there are worse problems to have out there. Uh, but on that note, you know, you mentioned wanting to get a division one scholarship, Nia and then Mallory, you know, to pick up the sport in seventh grade after going the gymnastics route for a long time. And, you know, people have told me about your gifts when it comes to athletics, whether it was gymnastics or volleyball or basketball. You know, to go from, you know, your freshman year where, oh, Mallory, you were starting, led the team in scoring. Nia, you were coming off the bench, but, you know, the two of you were still coming into form. You know, last year, both of you had solid seasons. So to progress to that level where you get a Division One, well, several Division One offers and know that you're going to have an opportunity to continue playing after you're done with high school. What do you think that says about the investment, the time that you have put in and how you have progressed as athletes from when you compared to when you started? I think just since like I was an eighth grader, like freshman year, I don't know if I thought this was all going to happen. I knew that I was going to keep working until I got it, until I got it. But I don't, I don't know. I think if like freshman me could look at me right now, she'd be really happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say everything's just like so surreal. Like when the, I remember when the Gophers started recruiting me a couple, yeah, a couple years ago, um, when Lindsay got the job, like I was like, this is not real. Like, this is crazy. Like my Minnesota. And then um, it's just like, so it's so crazy now that I committed. Um, and I'm just like super excited, but yeah, it's just been, it's been a fun ride over the few past few years. So. And on that note, do you recall when the two of you got your first offer? Because I remember reading, Mallory, you got offered by Minnesota as soon as Wayland got the job, if I read the article right. But it sounds like the two of you have, had fielded some offers already. And of course, you know, you got 
I think your phones blew up, or at least that's what your parents told me on September 1st. But do you remember when you got that first offer and what that meant to you? Um, my first offer was actually to you. Um, and it was probably like a year ago or maybe like a year and a half ago. And I was just so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. And then like, as like, I kept getting better, I kept getting more offers. And I think I just, it was really like kind of unreal for me, um, just because it's something that I'd always like dreamt about. And then like once November 1st hit, it was like so much, it was like so many coaches and stuff like that. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, for me, I believe it was when I was going into eighth grade, I think it was when I got my first offer. Um, and then I remember when I was in eighth grade, I went on my first visit to the U that was right after Lindsay got the job. Um, and I remember I was like freaking out about it. Like, you know, my parents were so excited. Um, and yeah, that was such an amazing visit at that time. And yeah, so pretty much that. And I think the two of you have gotten this question, but you know, just for clarity and in case they haven't seen your prior interviews, what led you to Minnesota and what led you to make that commitment now before the two of you start your junior seasons? Um, for me, I think it was just like, it was like, I'd been like thinking for like a really long time about it. Like, um, and recruiting had been getting like to be a lot, like it was like a lot of schools and stuff like that. And I think it was just like, I knew I had like a lot of like good conversations with like coaches and family and stuff. But like, once I knew it's not like, I didn't want to just like wait, like wait it out. Cause like, what am I waiting for? You know? And so I think it was just important that I do it now just so I can really just focus on the high school season and my ne last year of AU and just really focus on getting better for that next level. Um, yeah, I, going off of that, I would say, yeah, for me, um, it kind of just came down to, I think I had a Zoom with them. It was like a couple days before I committed, but I really, like, really enjoyed it. And then I was just kind of like thinking, and I woke up the next morning and I'm like, yeah, I want to go there. Like Minnesota has everything I've ever wanted. Like, what am I waiting for? So I would say for me, it was like a kind of a quick like decision or it wasn't really a quick decision. Obviously it was very tough, but when you know, you know, so I just like woke up and had that feeling and I didn't want to waste anyone else's time. Um, and yeah, recruiting, it was getting to be a little bit like overwhelming I'd say um but honestly like I enjoyed every step of it it's just it got kind of busy at times so yeah it was kind of it was nice to just like get it off my shoulders and like Nia said just like enjoy the rest of our like um high school careers and yeah keep improving so we can get better for the U. Uh something that I was curious about if you don't mind sharing if you happen to know uh, because you know the two of you of course it's easy to feed spot you or pick you out on the floor with what you're able to do and your abilities and how much you've evolved since I first saw you as freshmen. But if you don't mind, how did the two of you get your names? Because I don't see a lot of Mallory's or Nia's uh, around the basketball circuit, uh, which makes it a little easier to remember you, but it's also kind of fun. Like, hey, I have one of the most common names in the world. So the, the two of you, I imagine, have a little more individuality in that sense oh well my name came it's actually like it's actually a biblical name it's just spelled different like nehemiah in the bible and he was like um a warrior of god and it was really cool and my mom just changed the spelling um she made it like nehemiah so like two girls names so it was easy to put together but it's not always that easy for people to understand sometimes um and it was actually funny because my parents always tell me the story of like, they were still thinking about that name. And then my dad went and told all of his relatives that that was gonna be my name. So even if they wanted to change it, they couldn't. So <laughs> that's really funny. Um, for me, I honestly have no idea about my name. Like my parents just named me it. And I think they wanted like something kind of unique. So not like a super common name. So yeah, that's basically all I know about that. Fair enough, fair enough. And of course, after your postseason run, well, the state tournaments uh, was called off right before the championships were to be decided. So, you know, the two of you go from this intense section final, you know, with two teams that you know, clearly had both deserved to be in the big dance, uh, and then to go through 
the spring and summer periods where things were on hiatus, lockdown, and everything is on hold. So everything, all of the rituals and routines we've become accustomed to have been upended. And it's been a wild, tumultuous year for a lot of reasons. So how have the two of you handled this unprecedented situation with the pandemic and everything that has followed since then? And how do you think uh, that has helped make you stronger or more aware of things, if you know what I mean? I think for me, it was like, we came off of like, it was the second half, it was halftime of the Constellation game to get to the Constellation Championship. And that's when like Ellen came into the, the locker room and she was telling us that the rest of the state tournament was getting canceled. So we were like, well, like we still have another game to play. We still have the second half of this game. So that was really unreal. And then it was like, it set in with like the seniors that this would actually be like their last game. And that was all really crazy. And then I think I tried to stay like super like positive because it was just so much to look forward to. Like, it was like my first year on the EYBL team. Like I wanted to go to Oregon and Virginia and all those places. And I was still, I still had a little bit of hope, even though I kind of knew that they were going to have to get canceled too. And then my track season also got canceled and that was sad. Um, but I think just like being around my family and like picking up new hobbies and stuff, like me and my little sister, we baked a lot <laughs> when, when we were like locked down in the house and um, we played at the park like every single day. And I think just like being around my family and just doing like new things, like we got a ton of board games. We played board games like every night. Like I think that really just helped to, to just keep like my hopes up, you know? And then once like stuff like came back, like it said, like we were able to like play games and stuff like that. I feel like it made me a lot more appreciative of like what we have. And I don't really complain all that much anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say like the family time during quarantine, um, that was pretty, that was awesome just because I'm, our, my families were really busy. So not really home that much. So that was awesome to be able to spend that quality time with our family. We played a lot of board games too, um, some some competitive card games too. And yeah, I just like spend time together. And then I remember like we, my AU team, our coach was like, we could do a practice outside. So I remember we had not practiced or seen each other in so long and I hadn't seen any of my friends. So we ended up going to a park and practicing outside, um, which was honestly awesome. Like I was like, wow, this is this is crazy like because we haven't been able to practice for a long time so yeah it for sure made me a lot more grateful of um just like simple little things like that like practicing at a park with my team um and then once like AU got started up again I obviously wouldn't didn't take anything for granted and yeah AU was super fun this summer though to be able to get the opportunity to play with everything going on so I know for me it was the strangest, most surreal situation I've ever been in. I've joked that I'll probably never have this much time off from all of my jobs again. So a lot of my work was wiped out. And so I took up podcasting and caught up on shows and just things that I've always wanted to get to, but usually I'm covering games and that's what made this so difficult is I'm used to, you know, winter time is mostly basketball. When I go to the spring, then I have my job with Major League Baseball and I work Twins home games and then I do some lacrosse and I was looking into maybe doing some AAU events too because you know people, they ask me, <laughs> I get asked uh, quite a bit from parents or coaches, are we gonna see you here? Or, or even when I went to the, uh, I think that last uh, summer event in Shakopee, I, I, I've lost track as to how many people recognize me or vice versa. So they see me out and they're like, oh, hey, he's still here. So uh, emotionally, it, it, it was rough. Not going to lie about that because my identity was put on pause, but uh, it's given me a chance to you know, get to know people a lot more closely through, through these uh, Zoom podcasts and other things because you know, that's... <laughs> That was the one thing I could do uh, to pass time. So uh, I'm hopeful we'll have a winter season. I know the two of you are hopeful for that as well. But you know, when you found out you were going to get to play some AAU ball, Mallory, you talked about not taking it for granted, but you would at least have an opportunity to get some reps in, not get rusty. You know, how excited were you just to suit up and play again? 
Um, I was honestly super excited. Um, I hadn't seen some of my teammates in like a year. So that was super awesome to be able to see everyone again. And yeah, it was just awesome to be able to practice and play. We went to quite a few different tournaments. We went to Iowa a couple times, which was awesome and played against some really great competition, which I think made me better this summer. And yeah, I was able to improve my game. So. Um, I was super, I was really excited. I was obviously bummed that we were able to like travel as much, but then like, as soon as I realized, like I'd be able to be around my team and do all this fun stuff, like kind of make it as normal as we could. Like I was super excited just to be able to go out there and play. Both of you, of course, will continue to make history, but both of you, as we kind of alluded to are a part of history, you know, Mallory, of course, you will be in that same conversation as Courtney Boylan. And I think there are a couple of others who were division one athletes from Chaska and Nia, I know you're not the first Minnesota player to go to Ian Prairie. You know, years ago, they had two recruits in the same class and Jackie Johnson and Shane Mullaney. How cool is it to be in that conversation with those athletes or when, if you get to a state tournament and the broadcasters go through all of the notable names that have come through those schools. What does it mean knowing that the two of you will be in that tidbit? I think that's so, that's so amazing. Like, I think if like younger me would have thought of me being put in the same categories, Jackie Johnson and Shane Mullaney, cause they used to come back and talk to us. And I used to think they were so cool. And I was just so cool. It was just so awesome that I got to meet them and stuff like that. I think that's just amazing. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. I don't know what else to say, but yeah. I don't know if you know Courtney personally, but if uh, she reaches out to you, Mallory, uh, what is that conversation going to be like? Um, yeah, I actually know her really well. We she kind of comes and trains with our high school team, and then I've also played I pick, played pickup with her and some like former um, college players and pro players this summer. Like we did that every week, twice a week. So honestly. That was um, amazing. I know her really well. And she was super excited that I was going to Minnesota. Um, and then she also, she's like really close with Kanisha Bell who played for the Gophers. And so I got to know Kanisha really well. And that was awesome. And I know she was like super excited. I chose to stay home. And we always had conversations about like her experience at the Gophers and she completely loved it, everything about it, the coaching staff. So yeah, it was amazing to get to know them and have those connections for sure. Now, of course, Courtney went to the other U of M, as she always joked, with Michigan. So uh, was there any kind of smack talk when the two of you connected after you said, I'm going to the Maroon and Gold? Um, there, not much, no. Uh, I think she, because like Michigan, they were also recruiting me. And I know she like, she loved it and she thought I'd be a great fit there too. But I think she was just happy um, that I chose what's best for me. And yeah, she she obviously loved her experience at Michigan, but. I mean, she, yeah, she understands that I wanted to stay home and she was super excited. So in those pickup games, how does that pan out? Because I remember Courtney, you know, an amazing athlete, and she did quite well at Michigan. I think she played overseas for a time. And I know she's involved, I think, in some form of training or athletics uh, now that she's done. But I, I'm trying to imagine it's like, so what are those matchups between you and Courtney? What are those like? Um, it kind of depended on the week. There were some weeks where she was on my team and then some weeks that she wasn't. So um, when we were together, I mean, she's such a great player, like great passer, um, great leader on the court. And obviously she has a great pull up, pull up jumper. So she, yeah, she, she also never missed though. So if I was on her team, like I didn't have to rebound because she just never <laughs> missed. Um, but yeah, she's, she was amazing to play with. And I'd rather, rather have her on my team though, than playing against her. So I was yeah. going to say, if you're playing against her, how do you stop her jump shot if she can't miss? Um, well, I didn't really guard her because I guarded more forwards. Um, so I guess it was kind of up to whoever was on my team to stop her. Otherwise we did our best job to help out with that. So that being said, if she ever rotated or switched and she got you, you, you would have been ready for her, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, you spoke of, you know, Jackie and Shane coming in to, you know, share some wisdom and guidance and inspiration with you. I don't know if you played pickup against them, but are there any folks that you went up against or folks that, you know, you have great rapports with, or whether it's Jackie or Shane or who else, uh, but some other uh, people that uh, you go toe to toe with? Um, I think when I was a, like a, like two years ago, 
Um, I used to go up against Kayla Mershon a lot, which wasn't very good for like eighth grade, ninth grade me. <laughs> so growing into my body and she was like six, three and enormous wingspan. And she was really good friends with um, our family friend Zoe Hardwick. And when she transferred to the U, I think I got in a little bit connection with her. But um, once I committed to the U, she was super excited that I was staying home and stuff like that. So that was really nice. And outside of sports, what are some activities or interests? Uh, what, and this could be anything. What are some things that the two of you like to do when you're not involved in game mode? Um, I'm involved in like a lot of school stuff because I like to keep myself busy, even though I like to sleep and I like to play basketball. I also like other stuff. Like um, I'm currently in DECA at my school and I'm also in, I'm at one of the leaders of our Black Student Union at Eden Prairie High School. And um, we have an organization, an anti-racist um, organization called Dare to Be Real that I'm also a leader of. So those keep me busy, especially like starting BSU this year because um, a lot of stuff goes into like creating a club, which I didn't really know about before, but I'm learning about it now. And um, it's really cool just to get to know people like outside of basketball and just like that are in my school. So it's really cool. I really like it. Um, for me in school, I'm not involved in DECA. A lot of my friends are, but I'm not. Um, I like involved in like S FCA. So it's like Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So it's like kind of like a church group. Um, so I'm involved in that. And then obviously like volleyball keeps me super busy. And yeah, I just like love to get to know different people though um, in like school, especially like in my classes and yeah. Mallory not involved in DECA, such a disappointment. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm like more like, yeah, I'm more like, I love science than like math and more of that, not, not really like the business part. Mm -hmm. So I'm more of like going into like, I, I love chemistry. So like stuff like that. So it's like the medical field. I remember you talked about that in the case to be interview. And in case anyone is wondering, I was being sarcastic because I've certainly, <laughs> these two are accomplished individuals already. So Mallory, you talked about being in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I know that is an organization a lot of athletes around the state are involved in, in the metro, outside the metro. How do you think that's helped you uh, keep your footing, kind of keep yourself anchored whenever you go through a situation, you know, like the section final where it was a close intense game and you came up just a little bit short. I remember you, know, you took it hard as any player would uh, uh, following a loss where, you know, your season's over. So how has that helped you as you've made your way through the ranks as an athlete? Um, I would say that, that like FCA has like helped me, like, just know that like it's life's more than like basketball. So, um, although like we lost that game, like there's so much I could learn from that game. Um, and that game, especially like it made me come back, um, like this summer and like train even harder just so that I don't have that feeling again this year, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I would just say it's really helped me put, put things in perspective and also get to know a bunch of different athletes too. So that's always super fun. But Nia, I was yeah. going to ask, I was going to ask you before you logged off and now you're back, but in the breakdown book, which I use to get a better idea of athletes, you know, who they are, both as basketball players and outside of it, I remember reading, you know, the question that often comes up that most uh, answer is what's the most unusual thing about yourself? And your answer was how you can sleep until noon or one o'clock if you don't have anything going on and that your personal record is 15 hours. And I want to know, how do you do it? Because I usually can't get more than seven on a good night. Um, I don't know. I think that's, it's kind of like my special talent. I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, sometimes I can take like a, I can take like a day nap that's like five hours long. And then I'll wake up at like, eight or nine or something. And then I'll go to sleep. And then like, when I go to bed, at like 1130 or 12, I like still wake up at like 12 or one the next day. So it's really just, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I do it. But I don't know. It's just kind of been something that I've always done. And, and it's glad that people wake me up. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be on time to anything. <laughs> well, if you ever discover the secret, uh, let me know, because I know I 
wouldn't mind getting an extra hour or two. <laughs> I'm a light sleeper, so it takes me a while to fall asleep and then I can wake up easily, but I found that to be abusing. Uh, and another interest I learned uh, recently of yours, Nia, is that you're a big fan of the musical Hamilton and that you have at least songs, maybe the whole thing memorized. Yes, um, I think I, I've liked it for like a long time since I was in like seventh grade. That's when I like first like downloaded the playlist or whatever. But once I heard that it was gonna come out on Disney Plus, I got so excited and I watch it like all the time. <laughs> I kind of like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'll probably end up watching it today too. And I have all like the songs memorized. I can like reenact the whole musical. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just something that I've always loved. I think it's really funny. <laughs> and Mallory, do you have any programs, movies, plays, anything that uh, you go to or that you can recall watching multiple times? Um, when I was younger, I was big into High School Musical. Like I even had like a High School Musical themed like birthday party. So that was like when I was younger. I, I absolutely loved everything about that. I had like High School Musical dolls, and I just I knew like every word of their songs. So yeah, that was probably the biggest thing. But other than that, I mean, I don't watch like too much TV or like movies. Um, yeah, I'm just like I'm. I would rather watch movies than TV shows. I'm just like not really big into that. So. Of course, you know, you've talked about, you've talked about uh, what you hope to accomplish at Minnesota, you know, once you're done with high school, who knows what's going to happen this winter or next season, but how would you say the two of you have grown since you first started playing basketball and how would you like to continue evolving as athletes and as people as you complete the rest of your high school tenure and get ready to become teammates in college? Um, I think just preparing myself, like once I like, figured out that I don't always have to be like in the post with like my back to the basket and all that stuff. I think that's when my game really started evolving and I started working on like some of everything, like not just like post moves and stuff. And I hope to like improve, obviously there's always like room for improvement, my um, jump shot and dribbling and everything like that. But um, playing is the best practice to be honest. So I just hope that I can um, keep, keep doing that just so I can be ready when I get to the next level. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I've always been like super tall. So I've always been stuck in the post. So I think once I kind of got like out of the post and was able to like play more out on the perimeter, um, that's like when I really started improving. Um, I'm still working on like moves off the dribble and like my three point shot. Um, so yeah, I would say just going to continue to work on that so I can be the most like versatile player I can in college and help the team out in wh however, whatever way I need to. So. Throughout your athletic career, and this can be anything, what would you say has been the most exciting moment so far and the most embarrassing moment? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think my most exciting moment was definitely going to state <laughs> um, this last year. That was just, it was so exciting. Like that was like the most unreal night. Like nobody had, like nobody on that team had ever been to a state to state before and that was like something that we'd really want to do and um Eden Prairie hadn't gone to state since uh Chris Carr was the coach in like 2008 or something like that and um that was really cool uh my most embarrassing moment I think oh <laughs> at um the Christmas tournament my ninth grade year I think um obviously like I was like freshman so I had to do a lot of stuff so we were like practicing in the other gym and um I had to run down to the back to the locker room to get um to get like markers or something because we always wrote like something on our wrist before the game and it was at Park Center and the JV game was going on first and so I was literally like walking down the stairs and then I got to like the second stair and I fell and I literally fell down like every single stair <laughs> and like all the JV parents were just looking at me and the game was like at a dead ball so everybody in the game was looking at me and I just fell down all the stairs and yeah that was awful <laughs> but it was really funny. I, I hope you didn't get hurt in that because if you like that I've been to Park Center that is that's a tumble if you fall down one of those stairs yeah no I was good after just 
my pride was a little hurt after it. Valerie, what about you? Um, I would say I don't really have like, okay, okay, I don't really have like one like super like one moment that I'm like proud of, but I would say just like since I've been on eighth grade on the Chaska team, just like how far we've gotten. Like I remember that um, our eighth grade year, we lost like right away in the first round of sections and just like how far we've came over the years. Like last year we made to section final, we were the number one seed. Um, I'm obviously still really disappointed that we didn't make the state, but um, I'm really hoping to in these next two years. So I would just say like how far we've came as a program um, and our team has developed. So yeah, I'm gonna say I'm really proud of that. And then most embarrassing moment, was probably, I mean, it's, yeah, it was pretty, pretty embarrassing. But when I was in, was when I was a freshman, I like ran into my teammate's forehead in a game and broke my nose. Um, so I had to wear a mask the entire season. So, I mean, that was kind of embarrassing wearing a mask. I mean, not going to lie. I, I looked like a complete weirdo, but I mean, it, it helped me. So, <laughs> yeah. I remember that at the Fury event in St. Catherine, I saw you wore a mask and I figure, okay, it, it, like it's usually a nose or some kind of head injury where they protect you, but I didn't realize it was because you bumped into a teammate. Yeah, we like collided. Um, yeah, I ran right into her, her forehead and <laughs> fell. So, yeah, and I also had to like get it like um, kind of like a nose job. So like I had to get it like pushed back into place, which did not feel good at all, but oh, wow. yeah. I'll take your word for it because nothing has happened to my nose, but it reminded me of a time when uh, Candace Parker headbutted Neka Gumake after she got an N1 and then uh, cut, you know, cut her forehead open. Mm -hmm. That was, <laughs> they, they still laugh about it. I remember talking to Candace once and she still goes, I was pushed. So uh, it, it's still a memory they have. What would you say to athletes? We've spoken about this at length about, how you're going to be the role models that you once looked up to when you were younger. To hear this kind of reaction, you've said people you've never met have come up to you, whether they're Gophers fans, and I'm sure you know, kids won't, it's safe to attend games again, whether it's at high school or Gophers games, I imagine some will be coming up to you and, and offering congratulations or saying nice job, things like that. So what would you say to athletes who are starting out or have the same aspirations that you do, uh, what advice, what motivation would you offer them? Um, probably just to follow your dreams, to be honest, because if you do like set your mind to it, you can do it. And um, as long as you always like, you're always like really like willing to work hard for what you want, then you can go after it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Just like never stop working, like never settle. Um, and yeah, follow your dreams. That's very true. Like, yeah, because you can achieve anything you want if you set your mind to it. So what are some of your career goals or aspirations uh, whenever you decide to move on from the sport of basketball? Um, I would say I want to be able to play basketball as long as I can. So whether it's like we'll see how the college goes, but like overseas or WNBA, like I just want to be able to play as long as I, as long as possible. And then after that, um, for sure, something in the medical field or something that has to do with like science or math or something like that. I'm not completely sure yet, but um, yeah, just like continue to work at that and then hopefully get a good job um, out of college. So. Um, I would probably say, obviously like what Mallory said, I want to play basketball like as long as I can. Um, but after that, I would say, I always like use Shaq as an example. Like I'd love to be like a, like a TV personality, but like for like sports casting and stuff like that, I think that would be a lot of fun. Well, speaking as someone who has done a little bit in sports casting, Nia, it, it can be, it's a grind and especially now when games and opportunities to do so are limited, but it is a lot of fun. It takes a lot of reps and I'm guessing you're getting a taste of that now because, you know, I know like you can be shy at times and now you're having to feel all of these requests and congratulatory messages. Uh, it takes some courage uh, to do because you have to put yourself out there in front of an audience that you don't know who they are all the time, whether it's, you know, playing games or if you do interviews, uh, but that that's kind of cool. Like you said, you want to be the next Shaq. 
Uh, and I know like something I look forward to in relation to that is the inside the NBA, the TNT games, because of his rapport with Charles Barkley and that whole crew, you, you can tell they just, they're not afraid to have fun. And I love the shenanigans that ensue at times because you know they embrace it. And on top of that, they're just open. Like, as you've seen, they don't, they'll talk about, of course, what's happening in the NBA, but they'll talk about anything. <laughs> uh, nothing's off the table. And Mallory, it sounds like you're still kind of working your way, but you, you have some ideas and who knows? I mean, you could go in the medical field and maybe you can end up uh, throwing together uh, an assortment of paths with what you want to do because you talk about your interest in science and math. Uh, that opens up a world of possibilities. So, you know, I could see the two of you getting a good run out of basketball, but I, it probably won't be long before we hear about you two in some other aspect. So when you're done and uh, we're not having to worry about points or tournaments, uh, but no, it's really cool. And in the short term, what are you most excited about uh, the next time you get to play each other at a game, whether it's an AAU or in the high school ranks, how is this uh, dynamic? How is this going to be different now that the two of you have had a chance to get to know each other? Um, I just say probably the, like a more fun, like competitive spirit, you know, cause we're both like, obviously we were working toward like the same goal, but we're gonna end up teammates. So I think that'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, the, the next time we'll probably see each other would probably be in section. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mine's, yeah, we're, it'll be fun, but yeah, it's going to be super fun. And Mallory, it sounds like you'll be ready for her this time after what happened in March. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't worry. My team is more than ready. Yes. Yes. I can see it now if there's another section final. And I know when we have the full season you two play each other in the regular season as a way to seed it but i could see it now if there's a section final i could see you know, the rivalry brewing it's gonna i could see the back and forth already it's gonna be a lot of fun yep, <laughs> yep you know it well I'm, I'm glad you took the time uh to share a little bit about yourselves as athletes and as people with all the interests is there anything else you would like to share that we haven't touched on Go Gophers. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. You, you can't dare root for teams like Wisconsin or Iowa now, right? No. <laughs> oh, definitely not. <laughs> uh, that, that's, but it, it's cool. And I know when Lindsay took the Minnesota job, you know, everyone was talking about how it was going to resonate with all of these kids who looked up to Lindsay as a player, whether in college or with the links and now, uh, well, Rachel Vanham is kind of following her path, starting in Connecticut, now going to Minnesota. And I know she took up coaching too. I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here. So who knows, maybe you or the two of you could be the next in line if you want to get into coaching, or maybe uh, you'll get to wear the blue and gray of the Minnesota links. I'm sure that'd be kind of cool. That would be awesome. Yep. <laughs> But you have a few games left in your purple and red uniforms, respectively, before we worry about that. But uh, Mallory Heyer, Nia Holloway, uh, thanks a lot for doing this. I know you've had to field a lot of requests and messages, so I'm glad the two of you uh, took this opportunity to get to know each other a little more. And I know I can't wait to see the two of you again, whether it's meeting in the same game or you know at another one of those events, because it's... It's kind of funny how full circle this all went because I got to know you, Mallory, at that MLK Fury event, whether it was that buzzer beater against Farmington or even last year uh, where you and Kennedy Sanders paced Hutchinson and then you know, getting to beat you for the first time, Nia, at that same event where you had a double-double in a game where you know you were stuck at 12 points for like nine, 10 minutes against Rosemount to, uh, when you're used to scoring 70 or 80 in a game. <laughs> Uh, but you still find a way to make it work. And it, it's funny how that one event has led to all of this. And I can't wait to see how your friendship grows and your talent grows. Uh, but 
it's going to be a lot more fun now the next time I get to cover a matchup with the two of you. And I know I'll, I'll be reserving some tickets in a couple of years. So like I said, all my congratulations and not just because I'm a Minnesota graduate, but it's always exciting to see athletes that you've seen grow up you know, since freshman take that next step. So I wish nothing but success, even if uh, the two of you have to fight it out for a state tournament slot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So Mallory Heyer and Nia Holloway, of course, you can watch them play at Eden Prairie for Nia Holloway and at Chaska for Mallory Heyer in a couple of years. Then you'll see them suit up in the Bruin and Gold at Minnesota. And if you would like to be a guest on a future episode of this series, just hit us up at tsbtelevision at gmail.com. If you've got a story, we'd love to share. It doesn't matter what age you are, what rank, where you're at. We just love to give you a platform to share yourself in a way that you can't always do in a game. So I'm Mike Beaton. Thanks for watching another edition of Mike Tip Sports. If you'd like to support TSP television programming, check us out on Patreon, PayPal, or Cash App. And thanks for watching Mike Up Sports, the home game.